This podcast is sponsored by Idea Pro. In the digital landscape, your website is your handshake. With Idea Pro, it's a memorable one. As leaders in web development, Idea Pro delivers unmatched speed and an unforgettable user experience. Elevate your brand. Explore more at ideapro.com. Welcome to the Fans of Fitness Podcast, a voice for fitness, health, and wellness professionals. The National Personal Training Institute of Arizona. Legit instructors teaching you. No, enough of those bad reps. The good quality trainers that come out of the school. Let's get into it. NPC bikini bodybuilder and new National Personal Training Institute of Arizona graduate, Gracie Reed. Hello, hello, <laughs> everyone. I am excited to be here. Excited to have you. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, so. it's a good day. I'm feeling good. Graduated yesterday, ready to take on the world. Two weeks out from my show, so all good things happening in my life right now. It's all coming full circle. Awesome. How are you feeling? Whew, it's been a stressful <laughs> couple of months I will say I remember the day I actually called Josh and I'm just like hey saw this school online um I'm in prep right now not sure if I should do it can I bring my meals to school will I be able to do everything and he was like yeah just call me and let me know but he said it was the last day to kind of register and I remember I was sitting there I'm like shit like do I do this I'm already under so much pressure right now with a prep and then an hour later, I called him back. I'm like, all right, put me in the class. Let's go ahead and do it. And I just feel like the last 11 weeks with being in school and prepping at the same time has been a lot for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mentally draining, physically draining, but I learned so much. And I think that it really helped me see how disciplined I am and how much resilience I have because... Boy, I, there were days getting up at 4 a.m. where I'm like doing my cardio before school, wondering how I'm going to make it through the day, but I did it. So now I'm feeling really, really good. I'm finally at that final stretch where I'm just calming down a little and taking it slow. But yeah, the last 11 weeks were crazy for me. So Yeah, I could tell you uh, the last <laughs> last few weeks I would say going back to about six weeks you started to look a little different in class like your, oh, your yeah. eyes were closing a little bit mm-hmm. more and more and then uh, yep. that's when I found out that you had your calories cut yes um, pretty significantly if I remember correctly oh yeah I'm like I, I feel that way too the oh, funny yeah. thing is I'm there like what you have available to you in a in a, in a day I'm usually I usually have that by lunch Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And then I double, triple that in a lot of days. So I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it's what that's like. So much respect for (laughs) for the grind because there's no way I could do it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Definitely, there were days where like lunch break would hit, and I would just go grab a pillow and just lay on the floor, take a quick (laughs) nap, recharge. Calories are super low. Mm. Carbs are. The lowest, which I feel like, you know, everyone knows carbs are your main source of energy and for brain function, all that good stuff. There were days where I'm just looking in space. I'm like, all right, (laughs) (laughs) pay attention, get through it. But yeah, the low energy definitely hit me at that midpoint through class Mm -hmm. because I feel like in the beginning I was all in high energy, calories were up 
cardio wasn't so bad. And then it just hit and I was like, uh oh, here we go. And I, the one thing that I really wanted to make sure is that I wasn't being a bitch in class <laughs> because <laughs> you weren't, you weren't. You that weren't. was a huge thing for me. And prep, you get so moody and just so like snappy at people. I do it a lot with my boyfriend and my parents, but in school, I was like, okay, like, don't be mean to these people. Like, keep your cool. If someone asks you questions or you get annoyed, just keep it to yourself. So that's the one thing that I really tried to keep internal because I know you did say you've had past students in prep who yes. were kind of a living hell. So I just didn't want to be that person. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I wasn't going to name any names, yeah. but... Well, uh, we had and we had uh, Eli on the podcast the other day, we did. and uh, he said the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, I try to have really good customer service at the front desk, but he said sometimes when I'm getting ready for a show, like where he's at now, he's <laughs> like, I just I have to tell people I'm not my normal self. Yes, <laughs> and he's like, I don't even want to sit down because if I sit down, I can't get back up. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> how it is. Sometimes you're just like you're sitting and you're like, there is no way I'm getting up right now to even move or live, but yeah, the snappiness is something that I was really worried about, and I'm happy that I feel like I contained it for the <laughs> most part. I was definitely low energy some days, but mm -hmm. I don't think I was a bitch. So. Well, this is not your first rodeo either, right? You've done a, done a couple of these already? So I've done one full prep so far before this one. Um, last year was my first prep ever, and I ended up doing two shows within, I think it was 20 weeks total. So my first prep was like 16 weeks, had my first show, and then I had four weeks until my next. So this prep is my second one ever, which I do feel like, you know, I have more experience. So it's a little bit easier to know what to expect. But it's also a lot harder mentally to get through because that first prep, you have so much adrenaline and excitement and you have no idea what your body's going to look like, and you see all these changes, and now I'm just waiting for that, like, that day to hit where I feel like, okay, now I'm ready, mm -hmm. versus last year was just each day I was like, holy crap, I have new veins, I look <laughs> leaner, and now I'm just sitting here waiting, like, when am I going to look that lean again? Yeah. So it is definitely different this time around I knew what to expect but I also I feel like I've struggled more with this one than I did the first hmm. you think this one's just more um, regimented a little bit more strict or it is I mean I have the same coach as I did last year so I kind of can look back at last prep and see my protocols versus this one and I'm looking at him like oh my god he hates me <laughs> he hates me. Um, my prep this year is a lot more extreme than it was last time around. Um, more cardio, less food, really just trying to get me as lean as possible for the show. Whereas last year, I think because I was a new competitor, my coach maybe took it a little bit easier on me. Um, my first show, I came in third, and that was not the result I had wanted. I'm someone that... I'm like, unless it's first place, then I'm losing. I have very high standards and expectations for myself. So after that first show, I told my coach, I was like, all right, like we got to like pedal to the metal on this. So for four weeks, I kind of ended up 
really pushing, really dying, and then I got first place and an overall, which is what I was really hoping for. So I think this prep, he knows what I can take and how far I will push myself to get those results. So I think that's why it's a little bit more difficult this time around. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if I was starving, I wouldn't be too happy either. Like all the time. <laughs> Do you feel like you're hungry all the time? Or have it's, you gotten used to it? Has your body gotten used to? Yeah, it's kind of a weird process to go through because in the beginning, I felt like I was a lot hungrier when my calories first started getting cut because I started my prep at about 2,400 and then within four weeks, it was already at 1,800. So that's a pretty big drop and a pretty big deficit. And mostly protein stays high, protein stays the same, and the carbs and fats are what drops. And now I've been at like under 100 grams of carbs a day for five weeks or so. And at first I was starving. I would sit there chewing gum, doing anything, chugging water to just try and make myself feel full. But now I think my body's a little bit more adjusted to the low carbs Mm -hmm. and I don't feel as hungry all of the time. So it's a little bit more manageable. But I also do realize when I have refeed days and I get those higher carbs, the next morning I'm waking up and I'm feeling ravenous and my carbs are back down. Yeah, you talked about that yesterday. It's the first time I've ever heard about a refeed. Yes. Uh, Can you explain that again? Yes. Refeed days are beautiful. I love them. So basically, after a long period of time in a carb deficit, your glycogen is just shot, you know. There's no glycogen in your muscles. You feel flat. You feel depleted. And oftentimes, your weight kind of hits a plateau because your metabolism is just shot at that point. I mean, you drop as low, as low as you can, and then your body kind of stops responding. So... When you feel like you've hit a point of extreme fatigue, you know, you can barely get through the days, your body is just, you're not getting good pumps in the gym, anything like that, that's when refeeds kind of come in. So the idea of a refeed is to just get your carbs up, um, drop fats a little, keep protein kind of the same, or you can drop them a little. But when you increase carbs, usually by anywhere from like 50 to 80%. So say I'm having 80 grams of carbs a day. On a refeed day, I'll usually have like 160 to 200, depending on um, how my body's looking. But when you do refeed, your muscle belly kind of falls out again. Um, Your weight drops because you've been in that period of starvation for so long. And your leptin levels increase, which reduces stress in your body and kind of allows your metabolism to get kicking again. So it is a fun day because you're like, oh, I can have like a bagel or a pancake or just something that you haven't had in a while. But because carbs kind of spike your blood sugar and everything, you get hungrier and then you start to crash a little. And the next day, you look a lot better and you feel more energized, but that hunger is just kicking. So It's too bad that wasn't yesterday because we had those voodoo donuts. I know. (laughs) Bad timing. Those were tough to look at, but luckily, I don't know. I'm someone on prep. It's kind of weird. I love to watch, like, food videos, like, and I love, like, 
just smelling the donuts and looking at them is enough for me to like fill that that void but I'm very disciplined where there's been so many times people would like try and get me to eat something just to see if I'll crack like you do it yeah, you did it a few times maybe. with the cake, with the donuts, <laughs> chips this morning. Had to test you. You know, you're just yeah. testing me. But I would say I'm really good with the discipline of just saying no, because food will always be there. Yeah. But the stage won't. So. Ooh, yeah, you're, you're right. You know? You put it that way. I mean, I have two weeks till I step on stage. I can eat a donut after. Two weeks from today <laughs> from or tomorrow? Tomorrow. So getting real close i'm in that that final period i'm i'm really excited I remember, <clears throat> I remember when you were saying you had like nine ten weeks to go i'm like that is so far away i know and that was the beginning of uh of the term it felt now like we're, forever now we're down to two i know it's crazy i remember walking in there and i'm like oh my god i wonder if anyone like knows what a prep is or a bodybuilding show because i mean all the classmates I, I don't think they really knew much about it no so I was like, oh, my God, they're going to see me all happy-go-lucky in the beginning, and then <laughs> yeah. the end they're going to watch me kind of fall off a little. But, yeah, it felt like a long, a long nine, ten weeks, I will say. Mm-hmm. It did not go by fast. The days at one point started to drag on. And I think it's just because I'll, I'll do everything th- that day. I'll, I'll do my, like hour of cardio do my workouts have my meal and then i'm sitting in bed and i'm just like oh thank god it's over and then i just remember oh shit 4 a.m tomorrow it's just gonna start again (laughs) so the days do drag on a bit until about right now because i'm like oh like this is gonna fly by looking back i think it felt very slow but it did in some ways go by fast and the class helped a lot with that Take your mind off of it. Yes. A little bit, yeah. I, last prep, I was just doing like full-time social media and online coaching. So I would be at home in my apartment all day, on my computer, editing videos, you know, checking in on clients. And then once I was done with that, I would kind of just sit there and my mind would just go to food. Like, I'm hungry. I want to eat. And you know, like when you eat on a boredom, you're mm-hmm. just like... What do I do with myself? I felt like that, but I couldn't have anything to eat. So mm. the class helped me just take my mind off of it, and it gave me something else to focus on besides food and the gym and anything like that. So I would say it benefited my prep, honestly. Good. So if you come in uh, first place, then you can credit us for that. Yes. I'll, I'll have to <laughs> shout you guys on stage. out. Yes. <laughs> the last man. How, how'd you get? How'd you get here? NPTI. That's, That's right. how they, they kept, led me through. They kept me awake during class. Yes. <laughs> no, there there were days, Josh, where you're like, Gracie, are you awake? Yeah. So, yeah, they kept me in check. I would say it was really good to have for my prep. Yeah, and you had some good uh, good students in there that were holding you accountable too. And oh yeah, it was good energy them. this last term. It was. I feel like there was such a like everyone was so different. Mm-hmm. There was not one person that was similar in any way and it made the dynamic of the class so fun yeah you're right i mean there wasn't really any similar personalities no everyone had their own like niche their own little thing i mean and i feel like we all just meshed very well we Mm -hmm. all got along there wasn't anyone that was like not vibing with each other we all just had 
such a great time. And I honestly learned a lot from a lot of my classmates. I mean, I feel like in a way, I don't want to say I have an ego. I feel like (laughs) I might have a little bit of an ego. Like I'm like healthy, healthy ego. Yeah. Yeah. Confident. So I went into the class thinking like, you know, I know my shit. Like this is, I'm just going to get certified. Like I already know everything. And I honestly learned so much from other people and just their traits and, you know, what they do outside of the gym because I'm someone that always had kind of looked at fitness as a bodybuilding kind of aspect. But now I feel like my perspective has changed more and realizing like JJ with the massage therapy and Jerry, like he's 60 years old coming in here to get certified. And I mean... Even just like OPT going there, it just shows you all the different sides to what fitness truly is. And I think for a long time, I was so fixated on that external, how you look, not always how you feel. So it was cool to kind of meet new people and change my perspective on that. I liked that a lot. Yeah, that's uh, that's what what happened when I went through the Portland uh, school. I had never heard, I've heard of Eastern medicine, didn't know what it was about. We had a, we had a guest speaker, speaker come in and talk about Eastern medicine. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying right now. <laughs> uh, but I became more of a believer afterwards. I would never oh, yeah. have been exposed to it otherwise. Uh, there, we had other guest speakers that, uh, you know, I normally wouldn't have sought out to talk to. Definitely. So that's what I wanted to bring to this program. And that's why when we went to, to OPT, that's as different as it gets. Oh yeah. And I'm like, we should do this because I want people to see what's on the other end of the spectrum with health and wellness and fitness. Definitely. And that's where, where that lies is, is there. So, you know, yeah, that was great. If, if nobody's ever thought about the power of breathing, they know now. Oh yeah. Um, especially oh, there's yeah. a few that had no idea what hit them when they did that. So yes. I just wanted people to get that experience because you never know if that's something you want to bring into your own practice and, and, and have for your own clients. So you mean, you know, there's a couple couple students or graduates now that 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 do believe in breath work. At some oh, point, yeah. they were exposed to it, but if they weren't, they wouldn't incorporate it into their own lives or their clients' lives. So it's powerful yeah. to to open up your eyes and see what's out there. And ever since I went through the school, that's what I do. I don't um, I don't poo poo on anything. Yeah, you know, I'm like, what is that? Cool, show yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> except for CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried that. <laughs> I that's still the one like thing. It. It's the one thing you kind of nag on a little. But no, I think especially watching Janice have that breakthrough in OPT, I was like, holy shit, like this is so much more than just moving your body or looking a certain way. It's really about those mental breakthroughs. And I mean, that's kind of how I got started in fitness was just like trauma in my life. I kind of gave up on myself in high school. I, I was actually a dancer for 16 17 years and my senior year for some reason I was like I just don't want to do it anymore I started smoking a lot of weed like multiple times a day gained 30 40 pounds kind of just sat in my room gave up on myself and I hit a point where I I looked in the mirror and I think Nellie was saying something about this the other day Mm -hmm. that first time you look in the mirror and you're like what the fuck happened to me like yeah who am I? What what am I doing to myself? And that's when I began my fitness journey. Um, I kind of 
changed my life around, just started moving my body, exercising. I started tracking food a bit, trying to be more balanced. And then four or five years later, here I am now. So So what got you into this path or what got you on this path? Bodybuilding? Yeah. This is actually so funny. Um, I, for years, like I had so many people come up to me in the gym like, you should do a show. You should do a show. You could so do it. And I had always doubted myself. And I was like, you know, I just need to put more muscle on or I don't think I'm going to be that disciplined. I don't think I can do it. And in the span of one week, there were a couple of girls that came into the gym I go to and they were posing in their bikinis. And I remember sitting there like, I want to be that. I want to do that. But I was still so scared and I kind of just shut it down and I was like, uh, like one day. And then a few days later, Janice, she came up to me in the gym and she was like, I'm doing a show. And I showed a picture of you to my coach and he really wants you to work with him and he wants to guide you through a prep. I think you should do this show with me and I was like you really think I can still kind of in that self-doubt mindset and she was like Gracie like just do it like what's you know what's the worst thing that can happen and that day I decided you know all right like I'm going to do my first show and from there it just kind of all fell into place I think the more I went through my prep and when I started to see the physical changes I was like damn like I can really do something with this. I mean, genetically, uh, I haven't been in the gym as like long as a lot bodybuilders have. I feel like I'm still on the beginner kind of side of that, being only like four to five years of lifting, which is a good amount of time, but mature muscle takes a while to put on, and especially being a natural athlete. Um, it can be tough retaining that muscle during a prep. So I was still kind of apprehensive. But when I saw myself on stage and looked at it, I was like, holy shit, for a natural athlete at my age, like I could honestly go places with this. And since then, it's kind of been my main focus and my main passion, I would say. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, it's it takes over your whole life. Yeah, I wish it would take over mine. <laughs> Be a Me little too. bit more. You could <laughs> more do regular. it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going on stage. Why I'm not? Have this discussion. I'm too old. I'm over the hill. It's no. That's that's yeah. never too old. <laughs> yeah. You got to take the risks sometimes. I don't have time. Yes, I've you do. Got two do. dogs and a kid and a, and a, and a wife and and school. Excuses. He just doesn't want to wear the banana sling. I'm not. <laughs> no. You wouldn't have to. <laughs> you could do the one with the boy shorts. What's that called? Men's physique. Men's physique. Mm. Yeah. I've never seen that. I think you could do men's physique. Now, if you look up uh, at the gym, if you look at the the uh, the posters or the uh, the the athlete posters from their their stage shots, yeah, there's some that are wearing board shorts. So mm-hmm. that's the one that I might do. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's the only one should. I would do. Right, you and it would more than likely be senior. Is there a senior? Uh, There's a master. <laughs> master. That so, sounds way. That's better. what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> senior. No, I actually saw a video on Instagram the other day of this man. He was 80 years old, and he did a show, and I almost brought tears to my eyes. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Like 80. 
80 wow. years old and he's getting up there and doing the damn thing. He's probably retired and doesn't have anything else to do. Travis, it's excuses. I think yeah. you could do it. No. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> I'll, I'll prep you. Oh, no. I'll be your coach. Okay. Drop if the I carbs. Ever, I, no. <laughs> no more apple fritters. <laughs> <laughs> that fritter was so good yesterday. It looked that it. That thing was huge. Yeah, oh. I ate it all. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that yeah. so good. Some vanilla ice cream, though. Yeah, you're right. It would have been better with ice cream, but mm-hmm. I haven't been back to Portland in uh, four and a half years, and that's the last time I had a, a apple fritter from Voodoo Donuts. I know. Until yesterday, and oh my god, it's good that they're bringing it back over here. I didn't you. even know they were here. I, I guess they just opened. Okay, that's that's why. That's what Jasper said. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, was- Kelly knew about him. I'd never heard of him, and Kelly knew about him. So, if you go to to the Northwest, or if you go to Portland, that's that's a stop like Multnomah Falls. It's Multnomah Falls. It's uh, the coast. It's maybe Mount Hood and right. Voodoo Donuts. Yeah. That's and what you, they're and known you, for. And then you, you stand in that line for, for two hours to get a... Yeah, that seems ridiculous. I don't think I could do that. A, a, a donut with uh, Fruity Pebbles on it or yeah. Captain yeah. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could wait yeah. that long. And then you've got people out there and the, around the line doing doing their their thing. Um, Just waiting. <laughs> not not just the homeless, but the the people that are doing tricks and stuff like that. The the, the oh, unipiper yeah. sometimes oh. is out there. It's a guy that's on a unicycle For dresses up like. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's a whole scene. That's right? kind of cool though. Yeah, brings a different little ambiance it does to waiting for donuts i would say (laughs) i actually have a question for you okay so you said that you had your own studio in portland correct not my own no okay not i was going to you were going to and then and then the opportunity to come down here and put the school in happened around the same time that i was thinking about doing my own thing but i was i was just using uh the national personal training institute of portland's studio to train people to train yeah because I'm, I really want to open up a place of my own, but I feel like there's so much risk involved, and I feel like it's such a like, a big step to do at. Well, I'll be 22 next week. At my age, I feel like that's a big, a big thing. So I just had some questions about. Well, there's risk. There's that. risks in everything. I know. And your business presentation yesterday, if it's in line with what you're thinking about doing, that would work. That's exactly what I want to do. Then do it. You think so? Yeah, I do think so. I don't think there's a time to, I don't think you, um, when there's something you want to do, I don't think waiting is the appropriate action. Okay. I think you're ready. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the aspect of clientele and the fitness, nutrition and all that, and the vision, Mm -hmm. I'm ready. But the business part, I'm like, (sighs) That scares me because I just I know so many businesses that fail and not that I'm afraid of failure. I can take failure. It's just the money. Well, you said your parents are own their own business, right? So yes. they could, they'd help out a lot. So, so they they know a lot about business and I think that they could honestly make it so it wouldn't fail. I mean, regardless, but I don't know. I just sometimes I sit there. I'm like, I'm, I'm a big dreamer, but. I get apprehensive before I make the leap. Mm-hmm. I like go through every possible thing that could go wrong, weigh out all the You'll good. You'll never be able to do that because things will go wrong that you, you don't expect. I know. And that's another thing I'm so scared of. Yeah. Like a random thing breaks or something happens or legal, legal scares the shit out of me. Yeah, just 
but you have somebody else to take care of that. <laughs> yeah, because I just honestly, another thing I heard about owning a gym is that you're not really doing the training as much anymore and mm-hmm. that you become kind of the business owner right. of it. Yeah, there will be less because you're going to be, you know, focusing on, I don't know, is this just going to be, I, I don't remember in your presentation you were talking about, it's a membership based, right? Is that your plan or is it going to be like trainers and their clients only? So my original plan was to just open a bigger gym um, because so I'm from Massachusetts. That's where I will be looking at opening. And there's really not it, it, the gym scene over there isn't like it is out here. I feel like around here there's a lot of bodybuilding style gyms, um, more private owned and just bigger gyms with a lot of space. But back in Massachusetts, it's a lot of commercial gyms. So like Planet Fitnesses, you know how you feel about those. Um, And then just like chain gyms, basically. There are one or two that I personally go to there, but it's a 30 or 40 minute drive because there's not really any in the area that I'm in. So the scene's not as big up there, huh? No. Yeah. And I think it's... This might be weird, but I think it might be because of the weather. Could be. Like, people in the West Coast, you're always outside. You're not covered up in sweatshirts and sweatpants every day, so you're you're prioritizing how your body looks a little bit more. And in the East Coast, like, once winter hits, everyone's all covered. No one cares, like, about looking as good as they do over here. But... I don't know if that's why. I think there's something to that. I think I definitely do now. Now that sure. you mention it, that's yeah. my suspicion. Because, oh my God, once well, if, Christmas hits. Well, if you do it here, we'll support you. If you do it in Massachusetts, you're dead to us. Hey, <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. The, the only reason I really want to do it there is because there's not a lot of competition. Yeah, I mean. There's not gyms like that. I mean, even over here, the gym that I was kind of talking about, like I really want to have like LED lights, like high vibrational music, um, cool machines, cool equipment, just a place where you feel like you can have fun. Like you would want to dance around in there a little, you know, I want everyone to have a smile on their face. I walk into so many gyms that are just so blah. Yeah. It's white or gray and kind boring. Of carbon copy of another carbon copy. And yeah. Kinda... So I really want to create a place that's just vibrant and different and all neon and cool. So that's kind of my vision for it. And I think it would be a standout, especially to what's in my area. And I do know that there's a big demographic of younger people in Massachusetts that do work out a lot. And I see them at the gyms that I go to. And as bad as it sounds, a lot of times nowadays, people are looking for that gym that you can go get content in or go get the good social media pictures. And you want to look cool and post a cool gym. So... I think I would do private training in there, but open it up to members as well, because I think I will get those people who do want that, that scenery. Yeah. Well, one of the ways you could do it is, is you don't have to open it up to everybody for membership base. You can just have a certain amount of slots available and that, that would create, um, well, 
if you say like you've only got 20 or 30 available, people are going to want to be a part of that. So that's true. If, if you keep it small and see where it starts, like, yeah. say maybe you've only got 20 spots open for for any time members and want to use it yeah. like they would any any other gym, then that creates demand. It's like, I want to be a part of that, yeah. that number. It's only 20. So I think it's a great idea. I'd be that would help you with some some revenue. Yeah. But it wouldn't definitely. overwhelm the gym either for the coaches that are training their their clients. That's what I would worry about because I am looking at like fifteen hundred to two thousand square foot, which is a decent space. It's not super small, but at the same time I wanna load that place up with good equipment. Yep. And I know that's gonna take up space. Um but I do want the people coming in who are going to be training with a coach to feel confident and welcome. And I think gyms nowadays can be a really scary place for people to walk into. Um, you see all these bodybuilders or all these power lifters lifting like four plates on a deadlift or whatever crazy shit they're doing. And it makes people want to just turn around and leave. Especially like the grunting and yes. the meatheads, like yeah. I, it just scares people away. And I really want people to come in and train at my gym and just feel at home and safe there. I want it to be a place where they don't feel judged. So that's the only thing I would worry about with like opening it up to more members is just I think for training, I do want to have it a little bit more private for them. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the client and the person, but I would probably be a little particular about the members I do let in and just make sure that they're good people, right. welcoming people, you know, non-judgmental. I mm-hmm. think that's a big thing out there nowadays. Like I was saying, the ego thing earlier. Yeah. I think people tend to walk around with this ego, like they're better than everyone else or they know more. And I, at a time feel like I was that person like my last prep I that's when I kind of blew up on social media I got all the followers I cared way too much about what other people thought of me and having people perceive me in a certain way on social media made me feel like in the gym I was like god complex Mm -hmm. like oh I'm shredded I have these abs I'm on prep I look so good Like people would try and come up to talk to me and just ask me questions or anything. And I would just be like, oh, like I'm trying to work Mm, out. Right. Like, can't you just back off? And now I look at it and I'm like, oh, my God, I I wish I wasn't like that. Well, you're not now. No, I'm not. But I mean, that's I I think a lot of people that happen. I think a lot of people that happens to that, that get a little bit of notoriety. Oh, I think yeah. it's just natural, but yeah. what's not natural for a lot of people is to be introspective and know that you are being that way. Yes. You know? I I learned a lot about myself after my last prep. Um, I kind of had like a, a breakthrough. I ended up in a really bad spot for a little because you're in this prep for so long. You're working towards this extreme goal. And then the day after the show's over, you're like, what do I do with myself? Like... I don't have to do hours of cardio. I don't need a diet. I'm now going to gain 20 pounds and I'm not going to look like this anymore. And I just realized I pushed so many people away during my prep. Um, I kind of had the mindset like, this is so extreme. I can't, I can't be bothered. I don't have the time for other people right now. And it is a selfish sport, 
but it does not have to go to that extent. And I have realized that what's on the outside is it doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't. Like to me last year, I'd look at my body and I'd be like, Oh my God, like I am all that this year. I, I do love my prep body, but I'm not as like tied to it. It's not who I am. It doesn't define me. And I think I learned that through this past off season that, you know, I am not Gracie, the bodybuilder. I'm just Gracie. Yeah. And there's so much more to me than fitness and everything else. Like I love to help people. I deeply care about my family, those around me. Um, There's so much more in this world than the gym. And there's so much more to health than the gym. So I think that's what really kind of brought me back to myself and humbled me in ways. Well, it happens sooner than later for you. Some people, they never realize that that's who they are. Oh, yeah. So kudos for that. I remember uh, when I met you, and uh, I think we were talking about Instagram in in, in the class or something, and I looked at yours, and I was like, 100, that's a lot of followers. Yeah. But typically with somebody that has that many followers, they have a, a kind of a a usual personality, which is, I think, what you're talking about that yes. you used to have. And yeah, I'm like, the ego. She's pretty humble for having that kind of following. And yeah. immediately I was like, wow, that's kind of unusual. I, you know, and, and inside I was doing a little clap in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> good for you for not having that ego or, or being, you know, like, I'm all that. And yeah, I've got all these followers. Because so a lot cool. of people, yeah, that's their currency. You know, they're like, it I've is. got this many followers. So I agree. I'm awesome. Um, I think that now I look at social media as like a business tool. I use it more for like getting clients, sharing my prep journey with the world. But I really had to put into perspective like social media is not reality and it never will be. Yeah. I I have 110,000 followers or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just people. Yeah. All over the world supporting me. I love them. I'm grateful for them but at the end of the day it doesn't make me any better than anyone else like I posted a couple TikTok and Instagram videos of me working out and somehow it blew up yeah and that's great that's amazing but it doesn't make me higher on any level than you know someone sitting next to me who has a hundred followers I was just gonna say when you see somebody who tries to contact you on on social media and you look at him, you're like, you only have 200 followers. How, yeah. how legit can you be? Oh, my God. Like, get I out know. of here. Well, <laughs> even sometimes the, the worst is when people, I'll meet new people, and they'll be like, oh, what's your Instagram? Like, so we can connect. And then they see it, and they're like, oh, my God. Like, you have all these followers. And, like, honestly, like, it doesn't, it's not that special. Yeah. Like, it's great for business. It is great for making mm-hmm. money. I will say that. I'm very grateful for the opportunity and I am blessed for that it happened to me. But I tell people, I'm like, there's nothing that exciting about it. Like, first, you have the assholes on social media oh, yeah. who, yes, a lot of people support me. But I have people commenting that I look like a man or just a- anything they want to pick apart. And if you're not, you know, strong-willed and mm-hmm. if you can't take that, then you're going down real quick. Yeah, you got to have thick skin. For oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because people are just mean. Yeah. And then it's just also I feel like there's a lot of people that I've come across 
along my journey with social media that want to be my friend for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, for me to post them or just to get on the Instagram or because, oh, I know Gracie and look at her Instagram. So I do think that some people don't realize the bad parts that come with it. And it really is not all glitz and glam. Yeah. It's the, the negative feedback. I think a lot of people have a issue with and and every term it's the same thing when we talk about online training because it is so viable if you've got this kind of education that that you have in 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 the trainers that come out of our program you are ready to help oh yeah now one of the greatest ways we can reach the most amount of people is online training yes Uh, the pandemic made sure that people knew that that was that was a a a legitimate way to help people yes and and help people in other countries yeah um so th- one of the, the barriers for a lot of people is that negativity that comes along with social media. And it's like anything yeah. else, it, it's, it's reps. The more reps you get in anything, the better you become at dealing with it. And dealing with negativity isn't any different. You just have to know that if you put yourself out there, there's going to be people that are going to say the things they said to you. Yeah. And over time, it's it doesn't even matter anymore. You're like, oh, another miserable yes, miserable per- person trying to make me feel miserable. That's what I realized. I just <laughs> honestly laugh at it. I'm yeah. like, you took the time out of your day to yeah. come with this because yeah. you are sad and yep. you just aren't confident within yourself. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I'm someone that can take the heat. I really do not care anymore what people think of me. Did you in the beginning? Ah. Uh, I think it was hard because my whole life I kind of was a people pleaser type of person. In high school, I always cared so much what other people thought. And then when I got the whole Instagram thing, I was still so fixated on that. Like, oh, my God, like people are looking at me differently now. I kind of I would get affected by some of the rude comments. I would be like, why why do they think that about me? Like or what kind of person would even say that? I know. Yeah. That's what I think when I see it. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell? And then it came to a point where I was just like, why do I care? Yeah. Like, I'm so confident in myself now and who I am as a person that people can say whatever they want. But at the end of the day, I know who I truly am. So I'm not going to let a miserable person bring me down with them. Yeah. Just fuels me, honestly. Good. Like, how many people can deal with it the the way that you do? Uh, but then again, it's just putting yourself out there. And, you know, a lot of people will throw out a post and they're like, now what? What's going to happen? What are they going to say? It's... And then sometimes no negativity. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, yeah. let's do that again. There was some positive responses. One of the Definitely. things that, that I recommend all the students do, and it's it's things that a lot of people don't do that is really important. We don't want to come off. We Obviously, we were a product, right? We're, we're fitness coaches. Yeah, We've got the information. Definitely. And, and the knowledge and um, the mental capacity to help somebody get to their goals. We know how to get them there. There's no guesswork with us. We know how yeah. to do that. But getting yourself out there to, to make sure that people know what you're doing is really important. So on social media, if you don't say, look, I'm a coach. Yeah, no one's ever going to n- Nobody's going to know. So if you're yeah. just putting uh, workout photos on there or videos, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, just another person with uh, workout videos. Yeah. So when it comes to social media, it's it's really important to educate. I agree. Education is the biggest thing. Otherwise, if you're just doing doing random videos, you're like everybody else. else. So you yeah. have to educate. And it has to be free education. 
Because if you want respect and if you want trust, you have to do those sort of things. Definitely. And with that comes negative reactions from people who may have read something or heard something from her car mechanic about deadlifts uh, so <laughs> in a previous podcast. Yeah, right. Um, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah, you just have to 100%. take one step. That's a rep. That one post is a rep. Yeah, you do just another keep going. one. If you get that negative comment, oh well, guess what? You can delete it. Just don't I let know. it eat you up inside. So many people. I mean, they everyone thinks they know the best method or the best yeah. way or how to do something. But honestly, fitness is not linear. There are so mm-hmm. many different approaches to anything. Honestly, to weight loss, to muscle building, to even how people do a certain movement. There are so many modifications in different ways. So yep. I hate when people jump to comments and say, like, your form sucks or that's not going to get someone to lose weight. Yeah. Like, It's just because they don't have that optimistic mindset that there is other ways than their own. I think that's something that I learned through working with like a lot of trainers and coaches. I mean, my bodybuilding coach, I had a lifestyle coach. I've worked out with probably 25, 30 different people by this point. And I've just learned so much from all of them. And I think that's what kind of makes a good coach is one that is open to new things, new information, and who continues to expand their knowledge through other people. I mean, a Nazem book or whatever book is only going to teach you so much. Mm -hmm. But once you get that experience, like learning through others, you're, you have so much knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Like even in PTI, going out there, like actually training in the gym is so much different than just reading a book. That's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> when you read about it, when you did it. Mm-hmm. But going back to um, like the social media part, yeah. before I forget, one of the things that a lot of people don't do, and we're talking about negative comments, right? Yeah. What about the positive ones? We can oh, we can do that yes. as well. Why don't oh, we as yeah. coaches like we've yes. got people on our social media that we see their struggles, we see yes. their journeys. How hard is it for you to get on there and just say something nice like keep it up the good work? Yeah. You're doing great. 100%. This and is I, huge. This is one of the things that I was like for like a blueprint to to get going on online training. Yeah. Educate first of all, but get out there and be supportive for people. Just be yes. supportive. Just put out those good vibes because how many, how often do we get great comments on some of our yeah. threads? It's usually a lot of negativity or or DM us for whatever solicitation. Yes. Oh, those are yeah. so dumb. Oh, I can't do that. Ugh. The good comments though, like that changes yeah. a lot and especially sometimes who you're receiving them from. Yeah. I have had a few IFBB pro bikini girls comment on my post and I remember sitting there like, they think I look yeah. like good. Like they think I can do this. And it's inspired me to keep yeah. going. Major day, right? Yeah. And I mean, what I like to do, I have like something set up on my Instagram where if someone wants to potentially do coaching with me, they kind of fill out this whole form and part of it is their Instagram. So I'll always make sure to go on, look at their page, follow them and kind of reach out and just give them positive words. I mean, that's the best thing you can do, regardless of whether or not they want to end up training with me. Yeah. Just knowing like they're supported and there's someone who has their back because I think a lot of people who do want to start their fitness journey are held back by lack of social support and sure. lack of someone who's there to give you that push and tell you that you can do it. So 
if you're a coach, it's really, really important to not only teach people, but to motivate and inspire them because some days you just don't have that motivation on your own. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's people out there that just one comment can, can make their week or keep them going hundred percent, and, 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 and not let them fall into that rut because, you know, there wasn't enough support. So yeah. that's what we do as coaches is we support, whether you work with yes. us or not, my information's always been mostly free. Yeah. You know, it's, I can't give you everything. I can't give you an hour of my day with all that I have and, and not be, there's a, there's a Limit. price tag yeah. to yeah. this knowledge. That's why I have the knowledge that I have. It's to help others and obviously to, to also make a living with. Absolutely. But there's like, when I worked at 24 hour fitness, that was my first job when I graduated, uh, the Portland, uh, MPTI, uh, they wanted me to, 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 you know, to walk up to everybody and, and try to do the sales tactics. Mm-hmm. That's not my personality. No. So I didn't do that. I tried to get one person to take their, their headphones off so I could <laughs> say, Hey, pitch to them. I've got an hour. You want to work out with me? <laughs> you know, yeah, that person did this, work. heard what I said and put it back on and ah. back at the TV. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. No, I don't like that. So it came down to, um, just go getting to know everybody's names that were walking in yep. and, and, and being that person that they didn't feel was going to try to push sales on them or push training on them. That's huge too. I was just more like, hey, if you have any questions, let me know. I'll yeah. be more than happy to help you. But it was never a sales approach. And I know yeah. uh, there's some people out there, some fitness managers are, that are cringing Pushy, right now yeah. because they're like, no, there's a tactic to do that. For me, it didn't work. For me, it was just getting to know people and, yes. and being available when I wasn't with the client. And yeah. that's what happened. People come up and say, hey, uh, hey, what about you know, this movement, what about doing this diet or, or is this good for you? Or what, you know, all the questions that come along with being in, in a gym atmosphere. And anytime I could help, I did. And what happened is a lot of those people would approach me and go, Hey, I want to work with you. Cool. Let's go. Exactly. And they they weren't afraid to approach me. It's like, uh, we've all done this before. We've been to a a car lot. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I'm rushing out for you. If you're like me, I've learned to not park in the front. Oh, yeah. I'll drive through if smart. I can. Sometimes smart. I have gates and you can't do this, but I'll drive through. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to look at that car. I'll jump out real quick and look at the price tag and jump, back, jump in. back in. Keep going. Yep. <laughs> you know? Um, but other times it's kind of fun. I'll walk and, you know, dip in between trucks yep. or cars and I see a salesman that's doing this. There comes the sharks. I'm like, oh, there he is. <laughs> I'm going to hide and see how long it takes him. We're going to play a game of uh, hide and seek. He doesn't know it yet. No. That's funny. Uh, but you want to you want to be trusted and you want to be respected and and that's the best way to do it. I don't think it's the approach that didn't work for me, even though it works for some people. And that's what we try to to make sure that everybody knows. Yeah. That's going through the program is you don't have to. It's not rigid. No. Be yourself. Whatever is, makes you comfortable in how you sell. Or, yeah. I agree. Which is what it is ultimately. But be yourself doing it. Don't try to to force a sale. You're gonna look yeah. nervous and. It's never good. But just being available, I think that's the best way. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, coaching is about making money. You know, it's our careers, livelihoods. But it's honestly to me, like, I just want to help people. Mm -hmm. And whether or not they're going to pay me, I'm going to try and help as many people as I can. You know, you never know what someone's going through. You never know if they even have the funds. But, Mm -hmm. like, giving them a little tip here and there it's not going to kill you and eventually a lot of them do become your clients so I really think it's just important to be yourself 
go in with the mindset, not, oh, I want to get the most clients or make the most money or be a top coach and just go in with that mindset. No, I want to change people's lives. I want to help them become a better version of themselves and uplift them. I think that's, that's how you end up making the most money too, is when you're just authentically. Yeah. If you're thinking about getting in this industry for number one to make money, then you're in it for the wrong reason. I agree. Helping people, money follows like any entrepreneurial (laughs) adventure. It should lead with passion and then the rest follows. Right. I agree. So it's the recipe. Yeah. Passion, authenticity. And education. And education. Kind of need that. Go NPTI. (laughs) So what show is coming up? I am doing Rising Phoenix on September 30th. September 30th. Where's that at? It's in Phoenix. I forget the exact place that it is, but it's like, I think... 30 or 40 minutes from where I am, and I'm in Gilbert, so... Did I hear it's over by Mil- Arizona Mill Mall? Is that what I heard? It might be. I'm so bad with the, like, times and... You just have an address. The location <laughs> and all that. Yeah. They honestly, they don't post anything until, like, the week of your show. So I have no idea what time I'll be going on stage yet. I have... I, I don't even know when my athlete check-in is the night before. <laughs> but I'll find out pretty soon. But, yeah, they don't really don't give a lot until the day of hmm. so yeah, it's that's okay though nerve-wracking I would nerve-wracking say. but yeah. i'm like you know what i'm just gonna let it it'll all fall into place it always does it, yep no let you the can't universe force it. yeah so what's it look like from here to the show Ooh. what what is on the agenda from now until the show and what happens after the show okay so from now until this show, so since I am like 15 days out, the next eight days are going to probably be pretty similar to what I've already been doing. Um, 80 minutes of cardio a day, a workout, and I'm eating like 1,100 calories. Mm. So that kind of sucks. But once I hit next Saturday, the 23rd, my birthday, what an exciting day. Um, that's when peak week begins. So basically peak week is when you start tapering certain like elements of your protocol and switching things up. So typically I like to, um, backload for my show, which means I'll be like carving up at the end of the week. Some people do at the beginning in case they spill over or have too much carbs, Um, but basically I'll deplete in the beginning of the week. So my carbs are going to drop really low again. And then three or four days out, my cardio is going to start getting pulled back because cardio, um, raises your cortisol and makes you more inflamed. So cardio starts getting cut. Um, sodium starts getting cut water um if you have a good coach they will not cut out your water they will just reduce the intake of it so um, my water will get reduced a bit and then my carbs will go up the night before my show i'll get to have a nice high carb meal what's it gonna be i don't know i like to play it safe I like to stay in the realm of everything that i've been eating like oats or potatoes Mm. Just because bloating, you don't want to step on stage looking bloated and watery. And some people have 
like these fatty or sugary meals and it can really mess up how you look on stage the next day. So I'll probably play it safe, get on stage, and then the next day I'm going hard. I am refeeding the living shit out of myself. Where are you going? Maple and Ash in Scottsdale. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, you need to go there. Buffet, right? It's, you doing the buffet? No. So, well, I guess it's kind of like a buffet. It's more like bottomless brunch. Yeah. They just keep bringing you more yeah, and buffet, more food. As much as you can eat. Uh, yeah. So I'll be doing that. And then the next day, it's back into prep. So if you win this one, yeah. then what happens? So if Wait, I w- hold on. When you win this one, what when? happens? Yes. <laughs> when I win this first show, um, that'll qualify me for a national level, which is what I'm shooting for. So I will probably be going to the amateur olympia at the end of october see how i place there and then in december i'll go to a national show in texas where i'm going to shoot for my pro card we'll see i really really hope i can do it i believe in myself Mm -hmm. but the bodybuilding world has changed a lot the competition is getting you know better and better and i hate to say it but I'll probably be one of the only females on that stage who is not taking steroids, which makes it a lot more difficult. But Disadvantage. Yeah, yep. I would say so. But luckily, I'm a hard worker, and I think confidence is a big part of it. Going on there, feeling like you got it in the bag, it helps. So that's kind of going to be my mindset throughout is just I can do this, and I... I deserve to be up there, and hopefully it shows, and hopefully I get that pro card. If not the, this year, I'll keep going. Yeah. The website says it's at the Arizona Grand Resort and Spa. There there it is. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> now I'll be a little bit more prepared. So, yeah, yeah, that's coming up, and then four weeks out for my next, and another four weeks to the last one. So, still got a long road ahead, but... You're still young. A lot of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So much time. You got a great attitude, great drive, hustling. I love Thank it. Thank you. It's not everybody your age can say th- yeah. that they have what you have. So it's been it's been uh, really fun the last 11 weeks watching you go through this. Um, again, I walk in, I'm like, why can't I be that regimented? Oh, you Like can. if you were to put a donut in front of my mouth at any time, <laughs> you can. I'm saying yes. And I did that you yesterday and you're like no i'm not gonna have it if you had a show in mind or something yeah that was there you you would say no to the donut <laughs> no i wouldn't that's say yeah. why no i really think that if it's a boston cream or a apple fritter i'm having some of it because if i was in off season and i was still like trying to eat healthy if someone put a donut in my face i'm gonna eat it because i'm like <laughs> i don't have a show calendar. i don't yeah. yeah it doesn't matter but now i'm like get that thing away maybe that's me. what i have to do yes you got to join a prep you should do a 30-day challenge you and Josh. That's too long. Josh would probably win. No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. He I cut a, out I like have a soda very strong willpower when it comes juice. to nutty. Yeah, he, he <laughs> cut out so much stuff a while ago. He's telling me about it. So, thirteen years, no soda. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. Most. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think Josh might win. Thanks, Gracie. I got you. We I, we still love you, Travis. I, but okay, you just don't think I. I can. I have any self control. Well, he. Was, I had a donut yesterday. Oh, you did. <laughs> he was telling me about when he would train for 
was it marathons or mm-hmm. or just running? Yeah. Um, he would do the carb cuts. Oh yeah. And go super low, and then he would carb load again. So he knows what it's like to be in that. Well, I'm, and I'm also diabetic, so yeah. cutting the carbs is a very, very good thing. Yeah, <laughs> but he knows what it's like to be in that nitty gritty where you're like, give me a, f- give me a freaking piece of rice or a donut. I've been there too when I was bagel. in the army. <laughs> okay, it's credible. I'll that give was you that. 30 years ago. I'll give you that. They probably don't give you good food that there. Was almost so. 30 years ago, yeah. So I know what it's like. I remember. Okay. I'll give you that, Travis. You've been through it too. Yeah. One day you'll get on stage. Maybe board shorts next year. I don't know. It'd be Woo! something to, it's it's intriguing to me. I mean, oh, I've got. I'm excited. Got the knowledge to do it. Yeah, of course you do. I don't know if I'd want to apply that. I'd probably hire somebody to do it because I don't really want to think about it. It's like, yeah. it's like for me, I know the information. I've been in the industry 14, going on 15 years now. I don't really want a program for me. I'd rather just Have put that off, off the you. table and hire somebody, another coach to, to tell me what to do. And bodybuilding is a whole other beast. Like you're going to want a coach to hold you accountable. Cause if you're doing your own programming, you're like, Oh, well I could up my carbs a little today. hundred <laughs> percent. You yeah. know, and that's what I would do. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to get myself yep. an in and out burger. Your daughter exactly. would talk you to go talk you into going through McDonald's. Probably. Oh yes. <laughs> like, some french fries too often it's it's like once every two to three weeks now which is when oh, it was gonna be never you know when we had her like she's never gonna have junk food well, right that didn't happen she has it uh, everything just, in moderation i was just gonna say that you beat me yeah, yeah. moderation it's all Key. that matters yeah, except for ice cream it. ice cream a pint is not four servings by the way <laughs> that's okay i think everyone can say we've sat here and ate a pint of ice cream to ourselves that's one serving i have you know, yeah that's lettuce, one serving like, it's almost, it's smaller than this. I agree. I that could, is a serving. I could probably eat four. <laughs> <laughs> right now you could. Honestly, <laughs> put a pie in front of me and I'm going to ask yep. for another. Mm-hmm. So. Well, congratulations on uh, passing. Thank you. Yes. Thank um, you for passing me. <laughs> Thank you for both teaching me. I learned a lot and I'm really excited to share all that knowledge with the world. And Good. Nice. I'm, uh, I'm excited people. for you. We're all excited for you. It's uh, one of the best industries you could possibly be in. Absolutely. It's incredibly rewarding to help people and, and to pass this knowledge down because what we're supposed to do is is educate as well. So we educate our clients so that they can yep. do do it on our own at some point. It's never about them staying with, with you forever. It's oh, yeah. It's getting the tools, you know. Not a lot of not a lot of trainers uh, are confident enough to do that because yep. maybe they don't know how to, how to do what they're doing, which is pretty typical. Um, well, I feel confident. Unfortunately, so. but also if you do know what you're you're talking about, you should educate those so that yeah. they can educate their families and friends, and it just spreads. And now more people are healthy because of you. Fitness needs to take over the world because there's a lot of people out there that need it. So more and more I every will, day. I will do my my due diligence to help as many people as I can and share what I've learned. So awesome. I'm Where excited. can people find you, Tracy? Oh, um, if you go on my Instagram, it is Gracie H. Reed. And if you are interested in working with me and doing some online coaching, I do have a link in my bio. Um, if you fill that out, then I can contact you from there. That it? Yeah. Sweet. That's been fun. Uh, we'll miss having you in class. I'll and, miss it. And kick ass in two weeks. Thank you. Yeah, I, I might sure. show up to that. <laughs> maybe the whole Show class I'll get the know, whole class I know to go. everyone was saying they, <laughs> well, I got, they I got the website so we can so. get tickets 
They're expensive. Are they? Yeah. As a spectator? Mm-hmm. My parents just bought them this morning. They're wow. like two hundred dollars. <laughs> That's a pricey support. Maybe I'll be outside we'll with a banner saying "Go <laughs> Gracie." There, there you go. We'll see. I'll photos. send you. I'll send you guys pictures. <laughs> Don't worry. Go. Well, awesome. It's been fun. Good luck to you. Thank you. We'll see you again sometime. Thank you for having me. Thank you for Thank being you. here. <laughs> see ya. See ya. See ya. Boom. Yay! Hit it. That was cool. <laughs>